From the Ron McKeefery Podcast Network, I'm Isaiah Castilleja, and this is Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. In this episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0, Coach Lando talks to us about the benefits of being exposed to sports science technologies as an up-and-coming coach. The importance of professional interactions with each department that works with your athletes as you build your network. And why making all decisions with the athlete's best interests in mind will help you build your weight room culture. All this on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Join the thousands of coaches across the world that are part of Team Builder Nation. The incredible online strength and conditioning software provides a toolbox for features for all coaches at all levels. One awesome feature is the 1RM Max Tracker. Team Builder makes tracking maxes easy for any method since you can record and store max data, project 1RM over time, and use the stored maxes to determine prescribed weights for an exercise and have access to the visual reports so you can see the maxes over time. Other features include an updated messaging platform and the ability to create sports science questionnaires for athletes or clients to answer on their own phones that's right, that's sports science data in the palm of your hand. Start your free 14-day trial today by using the promo code CHALK, that's promo code C-H-A-L-K, and begin programming with the software built to fit any level strength coach in any setting. Team Builder prides itself on putting the customer first and offers affordable pricing with subscription plans starting at just $50 a month. For more information, on everything that Team Builder has to offer or schedule a 30-minute demo with Team Builder Expert, visit teambuilder.com and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Being a strength coach is difficult. And someone once said on our podcast, we pour so much into helping our athletes become better, but we forget who's pouring back into us to help us become better. Without a healthy mind, coaching on the floor, programming, and maintaining the juggling act that we call life can be difficult. The good news is the therapists at BetterHelp are here to help you. Therapy can be whatever we want it to be. Maybe you need the tools to help you keep motivated, or maybe you're feeling burnt out from long days in the weight room, or you just need someone to talk to. BetterHelp is a customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist at a time that works for you. We have a very busy schedule as a strength coach, and the last thing we need to do is be driving to an office and sitting in a waiting room. Simply log into your account and message or speak to your therapist from anywhere at a time that works for you. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. BetterHelp also assesses your needs and will match you with one of over 20,000 therapists in their network. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself and make your mind your best asset. We train to keep our bodies strong and resilient. Now it's time to invest in our mental health too. And as a special offer to Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 listeners, you can get 10% off your month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash chalk. That's betterhelp.com slash chalk. And thanks again for BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Having been 
on you know in the NFL and then at Landau Performance, it's a very you know modern, very well built facility. What kind of sport technology or like sport science were you using? And what would you say are you continue going to continue to use? And what would you say is the most bang for the buck for any program looking to bring up technology to help the coach? Sure, I can I can speak to both places. So at Denver, uh, we used uh, Dari as our as our movement analysis um, screen. We use force plate testing during the week as a screen. Uh, we will use, or we did do uh, Nordboard testing. We didn't do it as much this year uh, for various reasons, but Nordboard and um, uh, the other thing was just ultimately daily readiness. So when you, I think bang for the buck, like it's always the daily readiness is always a pretty good one, uh, as long as the answers are are, are truthful and honest, uh, which in most cases I think they are if the players understand why you're implementing it. Um, but for us, like we found the most bang for our buck for probably in the force plate testing and also in the daily readiness. Um, yes. Yeah. And then Atlanta performance, same thing. We do force plate testing. We have the Proteus here. Uh, we also use our gym aware. Um, again, you know, not all private centers will put money into all that type of technology. Um, but I, I think it's important to have my coaches exposed to the things that are happening at the higher levels. You know, I can't afford all the all the bells and whistles, but I think it's important for my coaches to be exposed to it here and ultimately help drive their training. We see a lot of athletes here on return to play. And if you're not looking at your force plate data and not paying attention to it, there's a problem. Like you, you I think you need to look at those things. We all have the eyeball test, but it is nice to sit there and, and look at some of your jump metrics and decide like, is this, are we going, are we trending in the right direction? Definitely. And can you talk a little bit to what it's like to work on, you know, in a big sports medicine department where, you know, we as a sports performance coach, we're a piece of the pie that is, you know, athletic training or some places will have specifically a sports science group and how you try to blend that all together to create a full comprehensive approach. Sure. Um, you know, here at here at Land of Performance, you know, you know, we don't have the we don't have those resources readily available. So you have to have a strong network. And that's one thing I think we've created here is we've created a lot of great strong networks in uh, everything from who are our imaging uh, the imaging facilities that we're going to use, uh, what doctors are going to read the imaging uh what uh, doctors we're going to send them to for different injuries, upper extremity, lower extremity, uh, spine, and then ultimately, who are the therapy groups that we're going to work with? And from there, it's also the nutritionists that we we outsource here as well. So number one, on the private sector, you have to have a strong network. And uh, with that strong network, you've got to make sure the communication is on high. It's one thing when everybody's in the same building, the communication ultimately is on high. But here, you've got to be very, very proactive to reach out to those other practitioners. But that is the number one key. Have a strong network of multiple practitioners for each issue. Um, when you look in the pro side, you, know, you have everybody in-house. And the biggest thing is you have to have an ego-free environment. You want everybody confident in what they do in their skill sets and their methods. But ultimately, you have to have an ego-free environment. And I have found one of the best ways to bring the ego-free environment you just got to just knock down your own wall to be able to embrace others. And so that was my number one goal in 2018 when I came to the Broncos was 
I'm going to embrace each department of athletic training, nutrition, and I'm going to put myself in their offices. I'm going to talk to them about everything that, you know, just get to know them, one, as people, and then two, as practitioners, and then three, start to really build out how we envision our three um, our, our three uh, departments speaking on a regular level. And that's one thing we did over at Denver. We, we would meet upwards of three to four times a day, depending on the time of year on debriefing conversations, pre-session, peri-session, post-session about what we were seeing with, uh, you know, ex-athlete. Nice. And I like how you said it's about that network and, you know, throughout COVID, I know a lot of coaches had to pivot, whether the coaches got furloughed or they just got straight laid off. And I know a lot of coaches, you know, started their own thing or they just found another job. What what would you say is one piece of advice you'd give to a coach that's looking to, you know, work at a place like Landau Performance or start their own thing? Because that's some good business advice, having a good network and have a good reputation and rapport with, you know, other professionals in that network. Um, what would you say is, I guess, yeah, one piece of advice for them or one piece that you see overlooked a lot with coaches that are starting to branch off in the private sector? Um, I would say is they're branching off in the private sector. Be careful what you wish for. Um, my point being is all these coaches, when we hire them, they say, gosh, I can't wait to be busy. I can't wait to be busy. Well, make sure that your ducks are in a row. So when that time comes that you are busy, that one you are the best version of yourself at that time to be able to take on all the different responsibilities that are going to be asked of you, of any client that walks in the door. Number one, uh, number two, um, making sure that you still save time for your own professional development, because as you start getting busy in the private sector, you can't just turn it off because you're going to constantly be building your clientele. So be, be careful what you wish for is ultimately saying, make sure your ducks in a row before you get so busy that you aren't quite the coach that you needed need to be with the people you're working with. That happens a lot. The other one is you got, you've got to stay ego free. And, and I would say like, even when I was a younger coach, like that was a, it's hard as a younger coach to sit there and admit your faults. I think that we're as young coaches, we're all so insecure we think we know it all, first of all, because the Dunning-Kruger effect is real. Um, we think we know it all when we're young coming out of school. And then all of a sudden you have different landmarks of time in your career where you're like, whoa, I really don't know about that as much as I thought. I really didn't. I've never dealt with a situation like this. And so just trying to be ego free in your development is probably one of the best things for any coach. But in the private sector, the last part I'll put here in the private sector as I said, be careful what you wish for, but ultimately too, you got to weather the storm because it's going to be bumpy. It's going to be rough. Like there's no salary coming in in most regards. You know, you got, you're eating what you kill. You're, you're eating what you kill. So you have to ultimately, ultimately stay hungry and keep the fight in because it's going to get bumpy for darn sure. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I know that for sure, having been, you know, a personal trainer and, and done things like that, I was like, it's definitely, and I always tell me, eat what you kill, like your time is your money. So whether you're doing nothing with it or doing something with it, you got to be very conscious of how you split your time. Now, what would you say, 
is some advice you'd give to a coach where they find themselves in the captain's chair for the first time as a head strength coach or as a director or manager of a, of a you know an entire facility because you know I, I know once I became the head strength coach I I told all my assistants or interns I was like it's a it's a burden it's uh, heavy as the head that wears a crown when the whole everything relies on you and like the direction you're taking so what's some advice that you see you would give to those coaches that find themselves in that spot? I think it's uh, some of that advice I would give, you know, probably just like I give the athletes is don't get too high on the, on the highs and don't get too low on the lows. Try to be that middle ground. You have to remember who it is you're serving. If you understand that I'm, I am a, I'm a servant as a coach. I am making this thing athlete centered and it. It is not about anybody other than these athletes, you will never make a wrong decision in your room. The second you quit thinking about the athletes and your decision-making or how you run and operate a room, you start sacrificing standards and principles. When you quit doing, when you do that, you're going to lose your room. You're not going to hold that chair very long. So never sacrifice your standards and your principles of what you believe in with your room, whether it's philosophically, methodology, don't sacrifice those, number one. Uh, number two, you've got to stay consistent. These players, these athletes are looking at you, Isaiah. They're looking at me for strength, direction, positivity, the path. We have to be crystal clear. We have to be intentional. We have to set the temperature of that room for these athletes when they come in. And that is ultimately the number one goal. Make the room about serving your athletes and you'll never go wrong. But that's where it becomes the burden, to your point. It is a burden. If I'm the one who's addressing the team, the first coach to address the team after a close loss, I, I am the one who's giving that. And it's a burden that I wear with pride. To me, I found it a lot of pride that I was the one that was going to speak a fight to them, that I was going to speak positivity to them, that I was going to be real with them of what we needed to work on as a, as a unit, as a group, as a team. So there is a, there is a great burden there, but I, I, definitely, I definitely embrace that. I've always been a good coach in, in, uh, in turbulent times. So We'll be right back. Are you ready to take your weightlifting to the next level? I'd like to introduce you to Barbell Mate. They are the most affordable velocity-based training device on the market. Barbell Mate provides real-time analytics and feedback and helps you lift more effectively and efficiently, providing stats such as range of motion, mean, and peak velocity. The personal app is available for Android and iOS and has no subscription fee. And at just $285 per device, it's the smart choice for anyone looking to improve their weightlifting performance. And as a special offer for Iron Game Chalk Talk listeners, they will offer $15 off your first purchase with code CHOCKTALK15. Again, save $15 off your first purchase using code CHOCKTALK15. But that's not all. The new Barbell Mate team app provides a complete management system to track and monitor the progress of multiple athletes. Choose from a variety of three packages to suit your team's needs, with prices starting as affordable as $25 per month. Visit barbellmate.com slash chalktalk to learn more and start your journey towards better weightlifting performance. And remember to use code chalktalk15 for $15 off your first purchase. Again, take a look at them at less than $300 a unit. 
Barbell Mate is definitely something you should look into for VBT training in your weight room. Now, I think I think that's good. And I definitely, I, I remember you saying that even 12 years ago, and I still tell that to my interns now. I was like, you know, you know, there's going to be really high highs and there's going to be really low lows in this profession. And you just got to find that, that level ground just to make sure you're the, you're the standard of, you know, how to maintain composure and everything. I think that's very important. And so another question that I have for you is what are some things that you are looking forward to in our profession? Cause you have been around long enough to know, you see the trends and everything, whether, in all levels of our profession, what is something that you've seen up and coming that you are taking notice of? And you're like, look, this, there could be something more to this trend that we're seeing. Yeah. I, I think that we all, we all are trying to uncover the riddle of uh, sports and injuries. I think we're all trying to uncover that. And I, I think the, the more we uncover, it's like Dunning-Kruger, the more you uncover, the more you realize you really, we, 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 we don't have a foothold on this thing yet. You know, we can we we have great strategies that we implement. We have great research that we're understanding. But at the end of the day, like right now, I'm really intrigued by Keith Barr's work. Um, I'm very intrigued by his work right now. Uh, Dustin grooms his work as well. So I think there's some people out there who are doing really good work on the side of like tissue and tissue tolerance and how to train the tissues differently other than like, hey, we're squatting a day and here's our set rep schemes and here's our tempos. Um, I think there's people that are looking at the body a little bit differently. And Keith Barr is one guy who I'm really excited to see what, what he's got coming up. Definitely. And what's next for Landau performance. I'm, you know, it's always exciting to see y'all like even from moving from Stedman Hawkins to your, your first, you know, solo facility, and then it get it even bigger and growing. It's, it's very exciting to watch what y'all got going on. So what's uh, something you're looking forward to there? Well, with me, with my my time here now a little bit more, um, I'll be here a little bit more regularly. Uh, I'm looking forward to watching the coaches and watching them develop, um, you know, increasing the quality of what it is that we do here. Uh, I'm excited to watch our our all of our training groups. We have a lot of fighters coming up with either title fights or really close to title fights and just watching them go through the training process. So I think ultimately what I'm excited for right now, Isaiah, is just watching the level that we're, we're trying to level up each each quarter of the year. How can we get better? What can we do? What can we add? And so I think with me being back in the mix here a little bit more, um, I'll be able to spearhead that and uh, really try to, you know, take more direction of the ship and, and uh, you know, have these young kids start showing me some things that they know as well. You know, yeah, definitely. And I do remember the first athlete I met, met with you when I was your intern, uh, Shane Carwin was, uh, getting ready for one of his fights. And we started on, I think it was Memorial day, whatever day and that is in June and all the, the facility was locked and he was downstairs in the elevator. He told me to go, you know, get him and help me and bring him up. And when I met him, I was like, this is the probably the most massive human being I've ever met. Cause he actually shook my hand and it enveloped my whole hand. So I was like, you know, these guys are freaks of nature. Uh, and you, you know, a lot of your success was in the UFC and getting these guys, ready for for battle is there much of a difference like what's the biggest difference between preparing the guy for what it, what it might be a 12 week camp versus just keeping the guy ready throughout 
is essentially just nonstop training until, and some of these guys get called up week, yeah. only a week or two in advance, be like, look, you have to go. Yeah. So your lower level fighters, you know, they have to be ready year round because they're, they, they have to take short notice fights. You know, somebody falls out, I'm going to jump in, or if they're a lower level fighter, they're going to fight as many times in the calendar year just to get exposure, build up their record and be seen. So you'll see that a lot. So there's a, a high probability of overtraining in that time because they are always going. Now, when you have a guy who's in a fight camp, you, you know, they might fight once, twice a year. And so you can kind of really do some cool things from block block training styles where you can sit there and say, hey, this quality is really limited on you. Here's what we're going to do for the next you know, we're going to do a four-week block of this, and we're going to do a four-week block of that. And you have the time to really develop some qualities. But these other guys, like, you know, they're, they're probably not as good, so they are working on their skill sets, which is the priority. To, that's the definitive marker of who's going to win is really what your skill is. And uh, these other guys, once they get to that level, now we can start narrowing in a little bit more with their strength and conditioning. So I'd say that's probably the biggest differences when you see guys who are going year-round versus the guys who are fighting one to two times a year. Now, the guys who are fighting one to two times a year, you know, they're good training partners. So they're going to work with um, the other fighters. So they almost train year round as well. You just have to educate them on how to temper those sessions to make sure, hey, make make the next three weeks really technical in nature. And so if you can communicate to that, you can start building out what we should typically see in traditional periodization. Hey, take this time down, work on technical refinement, and we can get to the other work, the extensive intensive work later. So um, there are some differences, but the fighters are amazing, man. Like there's nothing like it because you can't hide in the fight game. You no. can hide on the field. You can hide on the court. Can't hide in the fight game. And I, I like it because they literally have the skill set to like, kill you if they yep. wanted to, but they're literally the nicest dudes I've ever met. Like at the time it was Shane Carwin, Nate Marquardt and like Brendan Shaw were all getting ready. And I was like, these guys are literally the coolest people I've ever met. But I was always terrified because i was like i've seen what you've done in that octagon i know what you're capable of they're definitely nice people i tell my football players all the time i said look these guys that you see in here training next to you like they're the nicest guys but but trust me that 155 over there he'll knock you out so don't mess with him <laughs> yeah definitely or i think i remember we were, we were training in the bubble and we it was during the lockout they had the whole lockout and then brendan Schaub came to do one of the yep. metcon sessions and everybody just those guys were loud and they, you know, they give rib each other and give each other a hard time. But as soon as he walked in, everybody was like, I ain't saying anything to this yep. guy. <laughs> yeah, yep, exactly. Like, yeah, definitely. Some, some cool people. And I think it's, it's cool. Cause you know, there's a lot of stuff going out there with Duncan French and the UF CPI and all that fun stuff. So I think it's cool to see even how that sector of the field has, has gotten exploded. Oh man. And the, the, and the great thing is now that the, now that the fighters can see there's there's better ways to train, there's ways that we can utilize different technology and there's different ways that we can really narrow in your training. You know, when I first got into MMA and you saw it, Isaiah, like I was just like smashing these dudes. You know, I, I really did. You know, at the end of the day, I was learning as I was going. And then as the years have gone on, like I've really found out, you know, it's like anything as a good strength and conditioning coach, you sit there and say, what are the KPIs for success? What, what are the, the, the needs analysis of that individual in front of you? And how do I fill those gaps? And that was the biggest thing I, I did is I just started spending so much time in the MMA uh, training sessions. I started going, oh, my gosh, there's a gap. There's a gap. Here's how I fill it. And, uh, you know, we, I, I like to think that we're on the kind of the cutting edge 
of really developing a holistic model of performance training for a group who had notoriously just smashed themselves metabolically and then went mm. to the fight. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I, I right after Land Our Performance, I went and worked with MMA people at high altitude martial arts. And it was definitely that way. And it's even kind of that way with the wrestlers I have, like wrestling, the combat sports are there's a lot of tradition in there and there's a lot of just they're probably the most mentally tough people I've seen just for what they can put themselves through. So to be able to kind of evolve that side of the profession, I think is always important. And, and ironically enough, I've come, you know, sometimes you come full circle on things and, and I look at the road running and I look at some of those mentally tough things. And guess what? You need to do that. Like this is a combat sport. Like you have got to go to those places where you do want to quit. And uh, so you just don't live there. You got to touch those things. You, you got to. Um, it's a, you know, this is a, this is a, a brutal, brutal game. So, uh, the fight game is, you know, it, it's not for everybody. It is not, but yeah, like I said, you can find some of the coolest people in that, in, in the, in the octagon or in the ring. Now, if, if you could pick up the phone and call Lauren Landau from 10 years ago, what would you ask him or what would you tell him? Uh, so from 10 years, I'd say, hold on for the ride, buddy. <laughs> I said, hold on. <laughs> Nice. And, and, you know, hold on for the ride and, uh, you know, same thing. I'd say don't get high with the highs, don't get low with the lows and and uh, make it about the people who are in front of you and everything will turn out just right. Definitely. And what would you say is the best way for our listeners if they were to, I mean, they have to be living under a rock to not know what you're going on, but what's the best way for our listeners to find you if they wanted to see what's going on in Land Our Performance or anything that you got coming up in the future? Sure. Uh, you know, you can follow us on the Instagram uh, platform on Lando Performance, uh, just Lando Performance on Instagram. Lauren Lando uh, is my personal account on Twitter. It's Lando Performance. And then uh, those are basically the things, you know, we we keep it pretty active of all the different things we have going on with our athletes and try to try to really embrace the community of all of our athletes competing and say, hey, this guy's got this event. This guy's got this event. So, you know, click on there and see what we got going on. No, definitely. And again, thank you, Lauren. This is, uh, it's been pretty cool to come full circle with, I still very much consider you my mentor and how the direction of how I built myself up as a coach, you know, over the last 12 years and, and where we are now. So, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast again. I know you were on here originally with coach Ron McKeefrey and coming on again and, you know, sharing some words of advice, you know, I think it's always good to hear, you know, how you keep, moving forward and what you use and what, how you evolve throughout this whole process. Isaiah, I appreciate you, man. And couldn't be more proud of you and all the things that you're doing and, and taking over this podcast for coach McKeefree. And, uh, you know, you keep rocking brother. Appreciate you. I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch and we'll be seeing each other here soon. Perfect. Thanks coach. The Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 podcast is brought to you by Sparta Science. Sparta Science has been a part of the human performance community for over a decade. They started the idea of bringing the force plate analysis out of the lab and into the weight room. I've been following what they've been doing for a long time now, and their latest innovations is a must-have for both yours and my weight rooms. Sparta Science has been known for making the complex simple, making data easy to understand for the athletes and tactical operators so they can take ownership of their movement health. Sparta Science now offers more flexibility for coaches, 
including an expanded set of tests and full access to hundreds of metrics and time series data. Coaches have access to novel machine learning derived measures that can help uncover meaningful patterns unseen by the naked eye. Sparta Science makes precision training practical for any staff at any level while providing coaches and sports scientists with all the tools they need to continue pushing the envelope of human performance. For more information, visit spartascience.com chalk and let them know Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0 sent you. Thanks everyone for listening. Thank you to our great guests for taking the time to share their experiences. Thank you to Play and Team Builder for being great companies that help our profession. And most importantly, thank you, the listeners. Please find us on social media at Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0. Find our show notes on wherever you listen to your podcasts. Leave us a rating, comment, and subscribe. And don't forget to say hi. It's great to hear from coaches from around the country. Talk to you all next week on another episode of Iron Game Chalk Talk 2.0.